some of our struggles, there's roots to it, right? Um, a lot of us has this displacement, feeling of displacement because we're not in the homelands of our ancestors. So we see our youths, even in our youth program, having that sense of loss of identity because they're not connected to our practices of arts and dance um, and not feeling like they belong in the American community or even if they go to their ancestral lands, not feeling that they're full enough to be Filipino or Vietnamese. From UW-Tacoma, this is Pod Defiance. Welcome to Pod Defiance, where we don't lecture, but we do educate. I'm Eric Wilson-Edge. Today on the pod, a conversation about the Asia-Pacific Cultural Center here in Tacoma. Glenda Doldoao is the center's mental health program coordinator. Chris Trin is the center's mental health program assistant manager. In this episode, we'll talk about the Asia-Pacific Cultural Center and its history. We also discuss mental health, specifically within Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Finally, Doldoao and Trin talk about the importance of having culturally relevant mental health providers and mental health care. Glenda Doldoao and Chris Trin, welcome to Pod Defiance. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's great to have us. So I want to start um, with an overview. Um, you know, some folks, um, if, if they're from the area, might know what the Asia Pacific Cultural Center is. But, you know, we have folks listening from all over. So I wonder uh, if we could, Glenda, maybe get um, to you to talk about the organization and its mission. Sure. Um, so Asia Pacific Culture Center is located in Tacoma. Um, our main office right now is in South Tacoma Way. Um, but we've been around for 26 years. The mission of our organization is to bridge communities through arts, culture, um, education, and business. Um, so a lot of our programs is getting our youths to finish schooling. Um, making sure that we have events um, that promotes our culture. So through arts and dance, um, we have programs that um, teach us about our, um, about the way that our languages and also our attires and anything around our culture to help our future generations know and know where they come from. And also to let the community know it's like, these are, these are our cultures, Asian, Americans is very broad too. There's different um, Asian Americans and even Pacific Islanders, right? We're not just one monolithic culture. So um, yeah, we're here as a space and a place for us to be connected to who we are and also to let the community know who we are as well. So Glenda, same sort of premise in terms mm -hmm. of question, but specifically about the, the mental health program. I wonder if you could talk about that. Mm -hmm. So our mental health program started just last year um, in June of 2022. So it's not even a, well, we're just coming to a year actually. Um, so our Pierce County um, have a behavioral health tax 
where they collect tax to fund a lot of programs in the community to address behavioral health tax. So we went after our grant um, from Pierce County and received the grant uh, in last year. And that's um, kind of like one of the push of why we started our program. Um, but the major one is because as we are kind of normalizing COVID, a lot of um, a lot of issues that we're seeing and hearing from our communities, like depression around around our mental health. Um, so it was also critical, kind of, for us to like want to address that for our AAPI community. Um, so for our mental health program, we are approaching it in two in two ways: um, community education, and that's kind of important. That is very important because there's a lot of stigma around mental health. Um, especially in our AAPI communities. Just even the word mental health um, kind of translates to a lot of negative stereotypes around it. So we, we really wanted to approach it from an educational perspective and saying like, and providing workshops to let our community know that <clears throat> mental health is not something that you should be afraid of. This is what mental health is. These are the issues that our communities are going through we're approaching this program from is being able to address the financial barrier into accessing counseling. Uh, we, I think a lot of us know that counseling can become very expensive. Um, a lot of our communities may not have insurance. Um, a lot of them may have insurance, but their insurance may not cover counseling. So with this program, we can sponsor up to five um, counseling sessions with the therapists that we have that are Asian American Pacific Islander identifying. So we wanted to make mental, reduce the stigma around mental health, but also make it accessible for our community to want to, um, to want to access counseling when they need it, you know? So that, that, that is kind of the beginning where just at the beginning of our program, it's not, it's, we're just coming to a year now and um, our community is just getting to know what services we provide. So we're still growing and we're still, we're still kind of making sure that this service continues. Honoring what you said earlier that the AAPI community is huge, right? There's, there's all sorts of communities within those communities. But I'm curious, is there, do we know much about where that stigma comes from around mental health? I think a lot of times our communities, um, when they have issues within their family, um, they go to the priest first, so religious, right? And oftentimes, even like the word mental health, it doesn't sometimes translate to the language to our languages. Um, so when the word mental, and as we all define, like the common definition is like crazy. So. <clears throat> So even because mental health is kind of like from a Western or has been approached from a Western kind of knowledge and approach, a lot of us don't understand what it is and what it, what it looks like. So that's why I think there's a lot, so much stigma around it. I, I think another thing, like there's not that many AAPI mental health therapists. So if you go for counseling and you have like, a white person there that doesn't know your lived experience, 
sometimes it's having to start from the beginning of trying to explain yourself. Um, and that that causes a lot of barriers, right? Not under, uh, not, not feeling seen. I think a lot of the stigma is around that, not, not having connection to what mental health is. Within these, uh, within the AAPI community, I'm wondering what sorts of um, things are you hearing about uh, mental health, um, both generally and as it pertains to the moment we're living in? Sometimes it's not even what we're hearing, right? Because they won't let, they won't tell us that they have issues. Um, but we do know that some of our struggles, there's roots to it, right? Um, a lot of us has this displacement, feeling of displacement because we're not in the homelands of our ancestors. So we see our youths, even in our youth program, having that sense of loss of identity because they're not connected to our practices of arts and dance um, and not feeling like they belong in the American community or even if they go to their ancestral lands, not feeling that they're full enough to be Filipino or Vietnamese. So a lot of um, the struggles of being displaced and even talk about racism, right? Or not knowing, um, being being seen as someone else. I think those are all part of the struggles that we go through being in being in America, being um, being away from our homeland, being disconnected, and oftentimes that sense of not belonging kind of uh, it. it for me, at least, it didn't give me a sense of purpose of where I was going. Um, so a lot of, for us, the way that we approach mental health is like, how do you unroot some of the traumas, generational traumas that we're carrying in our body um, so that we can like fully learn who we are and ourselves so that we can move forward, right? Um, and that's kind of been the approach uh, that we're aiming towards. Even the mental health therapists that we partner with, um, that's that's how they practice. They know the traumas that our, our communities are facing. Um, and so that they don't, the, the, the clients or the people in our community don't have to explain that to them when they go in for counseling. They can come in and like talk about their experiences now, and the therapist will know what the root of this is. Chris, let's bring you in. Um, you know, we were talking a couple of minutes ago about uh, therapy and the importance of therapy, and um, I wonder if we can talk more about the importance of having a you know a therapist who has a similar cultural background um, to you. Um, so, just to piggyback off of uh, what Glenda has said earlier, um, I think she had said it greatly about how uh, when a lot of us Asians and Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders come and come to America, uh, we experience a lot of stigma. Um, I, and I think because there's like a difference between this, this collectivist culture that, that, we, that we are, and then there's this individualistic culture. When there's issues arises between uh, like within our family, it's hard when we're not in our own communities to like heal collectively. Uh, when they're in their own homes and they don't want to talk about their family issues, like, and they can't go out 
to their own community to speak, it kind of adds up like like a boiling cup of water. And so what we hear in our community after that is that this, these cups are full and the people are, you know, at their limits, especially when COVID, like, you know, kept them in their homes. All these issues started to arise. Mental health issues started to arise. And we started hearing a lot of things from the community, um, you know, such as a lot of like, you know, uh, anger outbursts, depression, anxiety, things like that. Uh, a lot of uh, mood disorders started to arise. Uh, and why it helps to have like therapists that look like us is because like these therapists that we have on our APCC webpage uh, are therapists that look like us and, and, and therapists that, that can understand us and what issues are going on specifically, even within our own sub uh, subcultures. And so there's this, there's these different uh, like, you know, Asian and Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander therapists to uh, help navigate these diverse issues that each of our, you know, sub-Asian cultures are experiencing. Um, but in general, we are collectively experiencing like that, uh, reaching to the limits and being out of place, like Gunnar recently mentioned. So. But Chris, you were alluding to something that I'm, I, I want to chat about. You know, we all, I think we all remember sort of the height of COVID and lockdowns and how difficult that experience was. And there was a lot of, and there still are a lot of issues around about mental health surrounding that, what happened. So I'm curious as to what was the impact on our local Asian and Pacific Islander communities as a result of COVID and the lockdowns and that, that fear for the first while where we didn't, you know, when we were, uh, bleaching our groceries and stuff with the spray because we had no idea what right. was going on <laughs> yeah we were even trying to like stock up on new star like toilet paper and you know like tape paper towels and whatnot that was everyone that wasn't just you know us asian and native hawaiians founders, right that was just a whole crazy time um but speaking on covid uh specifically the social impact of it as uh the Asian Americans and Native Hawaiians and Pacific inside, it was it was difficult. Uh, a lot of us probably didn't want to be in our homes for too long. I wanted to go outside, and get away from home. I wanted to get some air, but having to stay in probably made it very difficult, especially when I feel like a lot of like home traumas that we didn't really experience. It's like, you know, staying at home made that like more like kind of in your face. And um, I also feel that there's the social impact of, um, of Asian hate, or uh, of like their yeah Asian hate, where COVID was going on, you know, in China and whatnot, and you know, depending, it doesn't really matter what what kind of quote, you know quote unquote Asian, where you kind of just receive that that straight hate anyways, and um, it, and I felt like it made it very difficult for us uh, socially, and I also feel like COVID kind of also affected how a lot of our older generations would receive medical resources. Uh, I felt like uh, keeping us inside the home, uh, being able to see our relatives, mm -hmm. uh, not going into places that we usually normally go to and buy things that we normally would buy. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, we have to do like these different processes of like, trying to disinfect our foods now. Um, wearing masks, certain things like that. And I felt that it was hard, especially, for example, my grandmother trying to get her COVID vaccine. It was hard for someone who lived on her own and we were far away to assist her with getting those type of sources. Um, yeah. Yeah. It also, I think, showed the gap 
um, during COVID, the gap in being able to access resources. So language barriers, right? Um, a lot of our communities are first generation or um, our grandparents who may not know the English language. So getting information out there about COVID and how to have like those safety practices um, was important, but it has to be accessible. Um, and that's why uh, a lot of, for Asia Pacific Culture Center, our, our outreach engagement really blew up because they saw APCC as kind of um, this, as a vehicle to be able to provide information in languages that are accessible to our community. Um, so we partnered with Tacoma Health Department just to be able to provide the vaccines, but also the PPEs and also um, information to the community because we were able to translate it in languages that were accessible to our AAPI communities. Um, so the impact of COVID is, uh, yeah, we've experienced the racism around it, but also it brought to light that we need to be able to make the resources that we have for our communities accessible in our languages and also um, in, in spaces where it's trusted. Um, I think I mentioned before at the beginning that APCC has been around for 26 years. And that means that we've been able to um, work with and build partnerships with leaders in the community who are trusted uh, so that's how we've been able to get information out there to our communities to be able to help them throughout uh, the COVID pandemic and even to now. Thank you both for that. Um, so I wonder if we could talk for a minute about uh, the APCC's connection to the Thrive Project at UW Tacoma. The Thrive Project was, they invited us, uh, we were connected with them actually to one of their inaugural um, conference. Their project um, helps um, AAPI youths uh, to be able to succeed in their education now that they're at Youth of Tacoma. And I feel like we have a similar path in the services that we provide here and even our mental health program here at APCC. We wanna be able to provide culturally honoring and relevant services to our API community where it's accessible to them, where they feel supported, where they feel like they're in community together. Um, so our connection to Thrive is just the beginning. Um, we've met with Cassie and Ron and they invited us to our conference because I think there is a connection in um, our both our paths to be able to provide services to our community and be able to support them in um, education in their inner wellness and even connection and belonging to the community that we call home, right? So um, that's kind of the beginning of our connection right now. The music you're hearing is by UW Tacoma Associate Teaching Professor Nicole Blair. Be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. You will find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Mm -hmm.